So Matt, you've got a disconcerting amount of fucking notes in front of you. Some of the no- these notes are for you. Right. Uh, all will become apparent shortly. Okay. Um, where we get into the episode. Mm-hmm. How are you? You had, you had, a, you had a lovely week? Uh, no. No, I've... I've had a shit. That's just great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of the things we discussed when we first started this off. Like, we're not going to go into a, like, how's your life been kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's like a no-hugging clause, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we just, we put together by, like, a podcast in matchmaking service. We don't even fucking know each other. My name isn't even Drew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, it fucking isn't. <laughs> I watched, um, I finally watched Hereditary last night. And you never seen it? I have never seen it. I've seen Midsummer, and I feel like I'd watch the sequel before I'd watch the first one, you know? We went to see Midsummer together. I'm sure we discussed Hereditary while we were waiting to see it. I think we, as in a group, did discuss (laughs) Hereditary. We just just kind of went, yeah, man, yeah. I was sat in the corner with sad music playing. It's usually my year to paint, isn't it? Tear rolling down my cheek. Yeah, that was um, that was a really fucking good film, isn't it? Yeah, I I, mm. I, I, I can understand why there'd be mixed reviews on it because it takes a lot of patience. Yes, it does. As as all of Ariaster's films so far have. Yeah, but fuck me, that was good. I I love the whole like inverted jump scare thing. Where, like, the thing that would normally be a jump scare is just there in the corner oh, of the shaft. Oh, God. For a good, like, two excruciating Michael nah. Hanukkah-like minutes of just, when? When is it going to fucking jump? When is it going to jump? I love that a Michael Hanukkah minute is <laughs> a minute that seems to linger on longer. Yeah. That's perfect. Like, I, I really enjoyed it, and, like, I don't think I was meant to enjoy it. Like it, yeah. it, it really comes across as this film where it's like, I'm the scariest film ever. Yeah. At least that's how it was marketed. Yeah. And how lots of like the early reviews seemed to portray yeah. it. Yeah. And like, well, I, I I really loved it. I thought it was just a, a simple but really fucking well executed like demonic possession thing, but Millennium Exorcist. Yeah, deal. for sure, absolutely. It, it really but, was. But, um, like, I think that it because it had that baggage of I'm the scariest film ever, it kind of failed on its own terms. It yeah. Didn't stop it being a fucking great piece of film. It's like anything that... It, it's, it's like that sort of divide between film and cinema. Yeah. Like, Aliens was a film. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alien is cinema. Is cinema, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally and, get that. And don't get me wrong, I fucking love both those movies as much as each other. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like... Yeah, the sort of historical value. They're polar opposite experiences. Oh, absolutely, they're, they're yeah. They're completely different. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I finally watched Hereditary because mm. I did start to watch it before. Right. So I managed to watch maybe like half an hour of it and then for some reason or other I think I had to leave the place that I was. Because <laughs> that's politely to leave. Like, sir, this is a this is a Curry's. You you can't watch <laughs> horror films on the DVDs here. Also, sir, could you, could you put your trousers back on? Please? I will never put my trousers back on. <laughs> I didn't even come in with trousers. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what I got to tell you about this week. And obviously, I've had a great great time mm. uh, with uh, with the Instagram page and the Facebook page this oh, month. Oh yeah, man, you've been uh, you've been on that, haven't you? Yeah, I've had a couple of complaints about our scary faces. <laughs> From who? <laughs> fucking nerds. <laughs> Hi, fucking nerds. Love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're too scary for you. And um, we did the ghost quiz this week. 
Oh, yeah. But you took part in it. I did fucking terribly. Yeah, you had your ass handed you in that ghost <laughs> quiz. I got spanked. I was going to be like, right, so like me, you and Kath, we can't score, we can't be in this, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I got all the questions right. Well, of course you fucking did. Yeah. You got all the questions. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I knew all the answers. But I had to make sure that everything was working, so I had to do that. But yeah, it was actually um, our good friend Alex, uh, uh, aka Magpie Needle on, um, on Instagram, who stormed it yeah i know she got eight out of nine and the one that she didn't get i think she missed yeah because she didn't answer it all oh, right okay yeah another long time listener and friend of the show pj montgomery came in a close second mm-hmm. um and i believe it was uh one of it was uh victoria Right. Alice's sister was third. Okay. And one of our Swedish listeners, uh, Rump Dance, was also joint third. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was really pleased. It, it, it came out well. And I'm not fucking um, pleased. Well, no, yeah, because you're a fucking I ghost got, idiot. I got spanked. You're man. like a ghost imbecile. I am a, a ghost fool. <laughs> you are. You have to go and sit in the corner, and later on you're going to end up having to become friends with Casper because you're too good. Oh, man, that, that <laughs> fucking dweeb. <laughs> Shut up, Casper. <laughs> But oh. guys, I just want to be friends with everyone. Shut up! So nobody's scared of you. Nobody cares about you. Do you know how you died? <laughs> how did you die? I, I don't know, actually. No. That's, oh, God. You think, oh, Casper, the friendly he ghost. He goes, ran over uh, by a truck. Uh, Is that the yeah. lyrics? Uh, no, I think it's like, Casper, the friendly ghost, one of the victims of Richard Marie Rice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're postulating that Casper, the friendly ghost, was good. I think he... I think it wasn't Richard. I think it was Albert, too. Albert Fish. It was Albert Fish, wasn't it? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me, that took a turn. <laughs> Jesus Christ alive. <laughs> wow. Casper, the friendly ghost. There's no coming back. Eaten by the boogeyman. <laughs> oh, the werewolf of Wisteria. <laughs> and on that, happy as fucking ghost. <laughs> Welcome to We Make Things Fight, a sometimes podcast where we take two things and fight them to the bloody death and beyond. I'm Drew Davis. And I'm Matt Troy. And Matt's got some fucking bullshit for me because because I've been too busy with work-related stuff to do any proper podcast preparation. So Matt's going to hit me in the face with a fight fish. Oh, (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to say fight fish. (laughs) Neither was I. (laughs) Where did that come from? Yes, this is another mini-sode um, where I pitch one of us against something else. But more on that a little later. Okay, keeping the mystery. Keep the mystery for now. I think now we should head straight into Fight News. Yeah, why not? It's what we do this uh, in this uh, just, section, just, isn't it? Just go to Fight News. Okay. And as Matt uh, glugs cough syrup, we right. were, yeah. we're heading into... Uh, some fight news. You okay, man? Yeah, it's not lean. Like, it, it's not purple drank. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just ordinary store cough syrup yeah. for my very uh, chesty cough that I have at the moment. Is it blue? Because I'm pretty sure that, like, blue cough syrup is what you can use to cook meth. Uh, no, it's actually, um, it's uh, lemon and honey. Oh, yeah, the classic. Yeah, yeah. you can, uh, you can make, um, crocodile with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, fight news. Yeah. Fight news. Yeah. This week. Yeah, that's it. Um, this week's fight news is a battle between uh, homophobia and common decency. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, so, can you just spoil for me who wins? Because like, I feel like homophobia has won a lot lately. And... It's common decency. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> 
So this is from BBC News. Um, Reading Chick-fil-A outlet to close an LGBT rights row. Oh, those fuckers. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. Like world-renowned is it for having amazing sandwiches, but ugly political stances. Yep. US fast food chain will cease trading at its first UK outlet amid row over donations to anti-LGBT groups. Gay rights campaigners called uh, for a boycott of Chick-fil-A, which opened its first branch at the Oracle Shopping Centre in Reading on the 10th of October. A spokeswoman for the centre said... The right, it was the right thing to do. Oh, sorry, the right thing to do was not to extend the restaurant's lease beyond the six-month period. Chick Fil A says its donations were purely focused on youth and education. Well, youth and education along the lines of gay people are evil. Yeah, and we we can pray them away. Hear mm. this. Yeah, the family-owned company founded in Atlanta in 1967 is one of the biggest fast food chains across the U.S. and boasts 2,400 outlets can, can across. You think of any family-owned massive businesses that aren't evil as fuck this is true like the walton family yeah noted evil fuckers yeah um the coke brothers john and wilbur coke yeah, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they're the first to fly over the atlantic right? <laughs> yeah in a barbecue powered airplane <laughs> <laughs> is that to say that like they, they've it's cool that it's powered on or literally like feed the plane a few more ribs well you I mean you think that there's no relation between Coca-Cola and Cokes as in the hot <laughs> new cola items. so Coca-Cola it wasn't actually cocaine that they put in at the beginning it was it was train fuel it was like only if you were naughty at Christmas <laughs> So, according to US news website Think Progress, in 2017, the Chick-fil-A Foundation donated millions of dollars to Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Paul Anderson Youth Home uh, and the Salvation Army. Campaigners from LGBT organizations, Reading Pride, said all three organizations have a reputation of being hostile to LGBT rights. The Salvation Army? Yeah, man. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, they got... Yeah, there's a lot... I won't go into it all now because my facts on it are not as... Um, as, as as boned up as yeah, they could yeah, be, but I know. I mean, to, just to be, to, I I mean, I know a couple of Salvation Army people who are like high, quite high ranking Salvation Army members. Okay, and they are really good people and fantastic uh, with um, all sorts of uh, LGBT rights and issues, left wing causes, that kind of thing. You know, they they really work hard to sort of promote a sort of an anti shitty agenda. Yeah, uh, but the organization as a whole, like most. Oh, yeah, rotten to the core. It's poison, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we don't really need to read the rest of it. It's just a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I think the important message there is that uh, Chick-fil-A has been halted, at least for now. And uh, a Reading City Centre is all right. Yeah. Yeah. For now. For now. For now. <laughs> I remember tracking all the way from Reading Festival into the City Centre to take a shit once. Oh really? What that's, during the festival? During the festival, yeah. That's that is my only experience of uh, of Reading City Centre. I'm glad that you went when, to the when... city centre and did just knock on some random stranger's house <laughs> and ask if we could have a poo. Hi, hi. Um, <laughs> so you don't know me, um, obviously, but I'm uh, just at the festival ground. Um, say, you wouldn't happen to have a porcelain flushing toilet in here? Would you? <laughs> if you'd have come to my house and asked if you could use the toilet, I'd have said yes. But now I think you're some kind of cult member who <laughs> has never seen a flushing toilet before. 
and he's going against his own organisation. Why didn't he just say, can I come in and take a shit, man? Yeah. I'd have, I'd have said, yeah, no problem. He said, just come in and go in the kitchen like everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right there in the centre of the floor. Yeah, just drop it. Yeah. I'll roll around it later. <laughs> that was my only piece of fight news uh, uh, for this week. That's fine. Yeah. Um, cool. what, I, what I will say Oh god What wow. I will say The look on your fucking face One of our past bits of fight news And I won't say which Ah okay Is about to uh, get uh, a re-airing mm-hmm. um, I won't talk about it in this episode Although I have the information in my possession now <laughs> <laughs> But Never ever do that laugh in my presence again <laughs> What did I just say? It's a hor- <laughs> horrible fucking thing. But next episode, especially for Halloween, yep. we are going to have an in-depth look into a certain piece of fight news. And I'm going to pretend I, I don't know what this is. Yeah. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Seriously, though, that laugh, that that's like the the sound equivalent of what you would look like with only a moustache. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> just really creepy and wrong. <laughs> I would. I would look like Ed Kemper. Just <laughs> you would look like Ed Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, soothing voice to go with it, though. <laughs> oh. All right, okay. Um, I suppose we better get on to what weirdness you've got for me this week. Indeed. Let's make this happen. Cool. And, boy... What a mini-sode we have for you mm-hmm. this time. Right. And I like that we call them mini-sodes, but there's literally nothing mini about them, really. Oh, they are exactly the same amount yeah. of time, yeah. They're mini in a sense that there are mini-fights. Yes. That's what I'm standing by. That's the reason. So in our last mini-fight, mm-hmm. we pitched each other... No, we pitched ourselves, I should say, against various con men of the late 19th and earlier 20th centuries. And, and we, we ended up destitute in a doorway somewhere. We No, we ended up... I ended up with a crushed hand oh, yeah, from yeah. working a, a big industrial mangle, and you ended up killed by the mangle. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was... sung the wrong song at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but feel that really mimics reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, kind of, you know, feeling a bit sad about the fact that my hand got mangled last time. This time, you're on your own. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'm dead. How can I fight anything? Oh, you've been resurrected, especially for this. In fact, you can do a little bit of time traveling in this episode. Oh, fucking A. Yeah, you're going to travel from, uh, I reckon, about the 40s up until the mid 80s. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, the premise of this battle is I'm going to pitch you, Drew mm. Davis, Hello. against various types of goblins. <laughs> The spooky season is upon us. The midnight hour is close at hand. Oh, I, I, I do like how you kind of sidestep tradition a little bit. Oh, i got to fight a monster. No, 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 no werewolves. And like fucking goblins. 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 Yeah, I mean, you're going to get killed by a werewolf. Okay. Sunny, you know. Yeah. I mean, you might, you'd be probably pretty good against zombies. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to think so. Maybe not the fast kind. Oh, definitely not the fast no, kind. No, fuck that bullshit. I mean, if, if it was the fast kind, uh, kind, like, three days, world's over. I yeah. Reckon. Yeah. Legit. God, we, like, I was just about to fall into that wormhole then, and I was like, oh, shit. Let's step back from that precipice. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, that's what we'll talk about. <laughs> the rest of the episode is fast versus slow zombies. <laughs> Don't. No, I mean. 
<laughs> encourage them. They've got a really good goblin <laughs> thing going on here. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Making them Sentence. salivate over the idea of us fighting zombies against each other. <laughs> Sentences only spoken on this podcast. I've got a really fucking good goblin coming up. <laughs> Oh, it's cough. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll come back to zombies soon enough. Oh yeah, we've got to. Yeah, the dark half of the year is upon us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what I decided to do, I'm going to pitch you against two real and one fictional goblin <laughs> Real, <attack>. Real goblin? <laughs> Quote unquote real goblins. As real as goblins can be. Okay. It is... You say the 1940s. Am I going to be on a plane at some point? Maybe. Okay. Right. <laughs> but what we're going to do beforehand <laughs> is we've got a little little twist. This, these are our wild cards, if you will. Right. Uh, I have in front of me five <clears throat> post-it notes, which you were making fun of earlier on. <laughs> I'm making fun of them. Well, drawing attention to them. Yeah, drawing attention to them. I want you to pick three okay. of these cards. And you'll be able to then employ one of these cards per fight against your goblin adversary. Okay, so these are my weapons. Yeah. Right. Some of them are very specifically set up for one certain type of goblin. <laughs> and if you use them against the other goblins, you're probably not going to get very far. Right, okay. But here we go. Please, take your pick. Okay, I'll, I'll take one from the top and two consonants, I think. Okay, what have you got there? Okay, I've got a wrench. Yeah. I've got a microwave oven. Yeah. And I've got an aviation manual. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, to be fair, you've got two pretty useful ones there. Two are very bespoke. Yeah. I can kind of see where you're coming from with them. <laughs> but you picked a wrench. You could have picked a knife or a shotgun. Uh, wrench is fine. You sure? Do you yeah, want a yeah. trade? I'll give you one trade. No, man. I'm happy with wrench. You sure? Yeah. You sure yeah. you want this? Wrench covers a lot of bases, and I may mess with a shotgun. That is true. I mean, it's, you know, a shotgun's kind of set up so that you don't miss, but still. Yeah. Okay. In which case... I really feel like I should have taken the shotgun, but it's too late. <laughs> it's, it's too, too late, late now. Like, You've I'm, made your choice. I've got my wrench. You've got your wrench. Shall we go to the first goblin attack? Let's go to the first goblin attack. Uh, goblin me then. So this first, this first encounter is one of the most famous encounters in the history of goblin attacks on human beings. How long is that history? I'm I'm gonna say this history goes back like to prehistoric times. <laughs> There's always been a goblin of some description. There's always been like a troll or a. Puck or a you know, there's always some fucking goblin. So we're, we're so we're talking about like a, 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 <laughs> <laughs> troll too. <laughs> so we're talking about like when we say goblin, we're talking about a little pesky fucker prone to mischief and sabotage. That's yeah, what we're yeah, kind of miscellaneous about. small monster. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. This first incident took place in 1955 near Kelly and Hopkinsville in Christian County, Kentucky, United States. I mean, if I was going to put a goblin anywhere. <laughs> if there was a goblin country, we're in goblin country right now. Oh, yes. This is the infamous Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. Okay. I think I used to know someone called Kelly Hopkins when I grew up as well, so it was funny, really weird. <laughs> she a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
UFOlogists regard it as one of the most significant <laughs> and well-documented case, cases in the history of UFO incidents. It's also considered an alien attack. Right, okay. But, you know, for our incidents tonight, this is going to be... It's a goblin. It's a goblin, yeah. Okay. Skeptics say the reports were due to the effects of excitement. <laughs> and misidentification of natural phenomena such as meteors and owls. So it's like a, a, a mass hysteria. More like excitement, really. You know when, like, something perfectly irrational says, there was a goblin attack in a farmhouse, and then the rational side comes along and says, oh, it's like excitement, yeah. uh, meteors and owls. Yeah. And you're like, are you high? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, you... again, it's the Bigfoot thing. Like, what's the, what's the sanest <laughs> yeah. explanation? It's a big ape in a forest. Yeah, yeah, big ape in a forest, or just oh, millions of people misremembering it, or is it just the perfect convergence of excitement, owls? <laughs> I mean, that could be the Mothman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excitement, owls, owls, and meteors. Owls, yeah. yeah. The United States Air Force classify the incident as a hoax in the Project Blue Books files. Okay. Yeah. So, the encounter itself. Right. On the evening of August twenty first, nineteen fifty five, they were. Um, uh, five adults and seven children in the Hopkinsville uh, arrived at the Hopkinsville police station claiming a small creature, possibly from a spaceship, uh, had attacked their farmhouse and they'd been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. Right. Uh, two of the adults, Elma Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, claimed they'd been shooting at 12 to 15 short, dark figures who repeatedly popped up in the doorway or peered in the windows. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Concerned about a possible gun battle between local citizens, four city what, what, and the goblins. Well, you for know, each other. Fucking, you know, some boondock turns up at your police station <laughs> with his whole family and tells him he's been fighting goblins in the night. You're like, <sighs> and you know, like you're, you're sticking to your chair. You're a sweaty, obese. 1950s Kentucky Sheriff. Yeah, your boss hog, basically. Yeah, you're, you're, you've got terrible problems with your gastric tract. Yeah, hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. Like, like you wouldn't fucking believe. Yeah, like, like something from a biblical vine hanging out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Son. Jack is trying to climb you like a beanstalk. Oh, so many nodes. God. <laughs> and you have to get out of your chair to go to some farmhouse somewhere. You, you're damn right going to have to go look. This has to be it. We'll say this is a fight between citizens. Yeah. Let's just go out there. So, um, four city police, five state troopers, <coughs> and three deputy sheriffs, and four military police from the nearby U.S. Army Fort Campbell <coughs> drove to the Sutton farmhouse. Did they bring they... them, or, like... <laughs> I, I think so. I, I mean, what, essentially, we're looking at a gun battle between... Well, seven, eight, nine, ten, and twelve people, thirteen people, right. and and various fifteen odd adversaries. Uh, so you know you, you're gonna take a lot out there, a lot of firepower with you, just in case this is a, a low key, you know, Hadfields and McCoy style shooting war going on there. <clears throat> um, the search yielded nothing apart from evidence of gunfire and holes in window and door screens made by firearms. Residents of the far, uh, the farmhouse included Glenny Langford, her children Lonnie, Charlton, and Mary, two sons from a previous marriage, Elmer Lucky Sutton, John Charlie J C Sutton, 
and their respective wives, Vera and Aileen. Aileen's brother, O.P. Baker, and <laughs> Billy Ray Taylor, and his wife, June. This <laughs> is I feel like I'm reading out like announcements at a church. <laughs> both the Taylors, Lucky and Vera Sutton, were both repeat, uh, reportedly itinerant carnival workers that were visiting the farmhouse. The next day, neighbours told two officers that the families had packed up and left after claiming the creatures had returned at about 3.30 in the morning. Packed up the tent and just... Like they were staying in the house. Yeah, I, I, I know, but I was trying to make a carnival joke. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Um, interestingly yeah. enough, this uh, incident was also the incident that gave the world the term Little Green Men. Oh, okay. Uh, although initially they were reported as being uh, green men in the press. Mm. Um, uh, <clears throat> the colorized images came out later that sort of uh, showed them that way. So, you're nearby. Right, okay. Right. So I'm not in the house. You're not in that house, you're in your own house. You're sat there in like a one piece pajama thing with an asshole with two buttons on it, you know, that oh, you can open up the crap pad. out of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh please tell me it's like red with subtle grey striping. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, nice. yeah. There's like a patch on it as well. Oh shit, man. Uh you're, oh, you're just about to settle down to your evening meal of a can of beans <laughs> eaten out of the can. Yeah. Are they cold? Or have I managed to oh, get... they're cold. Uh, yeah. I managed to get a fire going tonight. Uh, you have, but you just like them that way. Okay, fair. You, you've got one of those like trail forks that's like not quite a proper fork. Like You wouldn't accept it for your standard meal, but if you're out camping, you'd be glad of it. Yeah. You're just about to tuck into your beans. And... Like, like a spork before there were sporks. That's right, yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, you see a flash of light outside. Next thing you know, go to the window. There are little green creatures. Approaching the farmhouse. How many? 12 to 15. 12 to 15? Yeah. Okay. And you can pick a weapon. Okay, so... What have you got? I'm picking up the wrench. So you got the wrench. I'm You're choosing up... that over the aviation manual and, and the, the microwave, microwave oven. oven. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm going outside. I don't... I don't feel like this is really a situation to pick up my microwave. And just be like, oh my gosh, turn it! <laughs> Beep, 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 beep. Open the door. <laughs> I got a microwave in my beans. <laughs> That's not the way you like them, uh, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I need to know their intent, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're hostile. Are they definitely hostile? Well, they keep attacking the farmhouse. Um... Attacking how? Running up to it, trying to climb in, trying to get through the windows, get through the doors. Okay, like, it's making kind of... noises, <laughs> waving their creepy little fingers. They are they armed? They're not armed, but if you shoot them, it sounds like hitting a metal bucket with buckshot. Okay, so they're armored. Potentially, yeah. Okay, and they were backflipping when they were shot. <laughs> they were backflipping and then getting up again shortly afterwards. Okay. So right, I got yeah I got the wrench, and uh, they're attacking. They're trying to get in. That's there. Clang clang. Um, twelve, gonna, to, twelve we, to fifteen. Is the sun gonna rise? <laughs> you covered in green blood. <laughs> yeah. With a bent wrench in your hand. <laughs> twelve to fifteen goblin corpses like outside your house. <laughs> Or are the sheriff and his posse going to arrive at your house in the morning, open the door and find goblins 
eating your flesh. <laughs> I, I think it's more likely going to be a case of I'll take out like maybe one or two mm-hmm. and then flee into the woods. I mean, the, the house clearly isn't that much cop. No, it's like no. a wooden one story house with like you know, screen doors and, and lo- lots of windows. And a microwave I can't use. <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's clearly indefensible if it's got that many windows in there. I know the kind of log cabin deal you're talking about. So you're gonna go and face off the creatures in the forest. Yeah, or I'm gonna I'm gonna flee into the forest carrying my wrench, and then kind of make it a gorilla type situation. Oh, I see. Because I forget I'm. And... Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm being mistaken for Bigfoot. Um, I I figure that I know the woods better than the. the oh yeah, you're a fuckers. local person. You're gonna know the yeah. woods pretty well. Yeah, I'm a local guy, so yeah. I, I lead them towards uh, a water source or some kind of uh, crevasse. A crevasse. Yeah, yeah. How it. wide is this crevasse? Um, like not wide enough for me to get across, but deep enough, okay. so that no amount of armor is gonna save these little fuckers. So you're gonna try and make them fall into the crevasse. Yeah. They can jump quite far. How far? <clears throat> um, I could jump across a crevasse. Like a gully in the woods, they could jump across. Yeah, but if they're falling down, they haven't got any kind of jetpack type That is deal. true, they will fall. So, um, yeah, I, I reckon that... I may not win the fight, but I'd probably escape and take a couple of the fuckers with me. I think that's a, a fair, um, fair comment. But what I'm going to add to this is, the next morning, covered in goblin guts... You're going to stagger out of the woods. Yeah. Maybe still alive. There's still goblins in the forest. You haven't beaten them all. Mm-hmm. But you are holding a bent wrench in one hand and you're covered in green goblin blood. Yeah. And as you make your way towards your farmhouse, you hear the screech of tires on your drive. And you turn around and see that sweaty, obese Kentuckian sheriff <laughs> with his big hanging hemorrhoids get out of the car and go, Jesus Christ! There's another one over here! <laughs> and then when it's possible, you're just going to empty shotguns into you. You're giving me the Night of the Living Dead ending. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't think of this before, but I feel this is the, literally the only way it could go. Yeah, you're probably so right. what I'm going to say is... I will... Good shot, Sheriff! <laughs> God, this one's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stinks too. <laughs> Smells like beans. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like beans and green blood. Uh, so what I'm gonna say is, uh, although you when the fucking goblins got me, though, was it? That is true. You did survive the goblins. Man's inhumanity to man that got me. Yeah, but you still died. Yeah, I still died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, I still die, but win the fucking goblins. I'm going to give it, I'm going to say it's a draw then. It's a draw. It's a draw. You drew, well done, you drew against the Kellyville Hopkins, the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins. Yeah, fuck you, Kelly Hopkins. <laughs> Whoever you may be. <laughs> fucking goblin. Well done. Thanks, dude. Okay, so I'm back from the dead. Um, Somehow, somehow. You've um, been resurrected Twilight Zone style. Yep. Um, to relive my own personal goblin hell. Yeah. Um, I am now even less prepared than I was, uh, having as I do an aviation manual and a microwave <laughs> left at my disposal. Um, so uh, I am inexplicably about to come under attack yet again. You are indeed. <laughs> so we're going to move 
slightly up one type of goblin onto another. Okay. A gremlin. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shit car. (laughs) It's a folkloric, mischievous creature that causes malfunctions in aircraft or other machinery. Depictions of these creatures vary. Often they are described as uh, having uh, being animals with spiked backs, strange eyes, and small clawed frames that feature sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. Since World War II, different fantastical creatures have been referred to as gremlins, bearing varying degrees of resemblance to the original. The term gremlin, denoting a mischievous creature that sabotages aircraft, uh, originates in the RAF, the Royal Air Force, slang from the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst the British pilots stationed in Malta, the Middle East, and India, with the earliest recorded printed use uh, being a poem published in a journal, Aeroplane, or the journal Aeroplane, sorry, in Malta. <laughs> <laughs> the, the journal is called Aeroplane in Malta, <laughs> because those are both capitalized in my notes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Aeroplane in Malta. <laughs> um, yeah, the journal Aeroplane. Right. In Malta, on 10th of April, 1929. Our later sources have sometimes claimed that the concept goes back to World War One, but there's no print evidence of this. Right. Although their origin is found in myths among airmen claiming that gremlins were responsible for ta- sabotaging aircraft, John W. Hazen states that some some people derive the name from the old English word gremain to vex. Right. Well, Car- Carol Rose in her book Spirits, Fairies, Leprechauns, and Goblins, an encyclopedia, attributes the name to a portmanteau of Grimm's fairy tale and Fremlin beer. Okay. Uh, well, as as in <clears throat> I flew pissed and saw something. And I'm I'm making up a story about it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to read that book, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's that that great, fucking it? fascinating. I'm gonna check out as well because I think the Fremlin beer. Yeah, it is a British beer. Right. Fremlin's was a brewery in Maidstone in England, established by Ralph Fremlin in 1861. Uh, it went into decline and was purchased by Whitbread in 1967. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> an early reference to the Gremlin is in aviator Pauline Gower's 1938 novel, The ATA, Women with Wings, where Scotland is described as being Gremlin country. I <laughs> know. <laughs> a mystical and rugged territory where <clears throat> scissor-wielding gremlins cut the wires of biplanes when unsuspecting pilots are about. Where the fuck did they get scissors from? Probably from a like, <laughs> undersea mangle. They got claws. <laughs> undersea snipping device. <laughs> <laughs> it just dropped into their hands. Um, uh, so an article by Hubert Griffith of the Serviceman's Fortnightly Royal Air Force Journal dated 8, 18th of April 1942 also chronicles the appearance of gremlins, although the article states the stories had been in existence for several years with later recollections of it having been told by Battle of Britain's Spitfire pilots as early as 1940. Hmm. Um, so that, that is the gremlin in a nutshell. Right. Uh, what are gremlins? Are they supernatural creatures? Are they just buck passing by you know, pilots, shoddy engineering work? We may never know, although we may expect the latter, maybe. I think it's, it's, it's interesting that, like, it's this kind of folk tale because like when they would have emerged into like are they something that specifically preys on airplanes yeah like planes would have been a relatively new technology well, yeah. i, I so... find it quite interesting it's like animals gaining like a symbiotic relationship with people mm. you know pigeons are essentially rock doves yeah have found you know new homes in our towns and cities 
uh, under the eaves of our churches and bridges. Yeah, like rats are just perfectly adapted, <laughs> yeah. are, are perfectly adapted to living in city environments. Yeah, not non-domesticated creatures that have found uh, new ways of surviving through the expansion of the human experience over this planet. You know? Yeah. Um, best use of uh, a gremlin, do you reckon, in gremlins or in the Twilight Zone? Oh, that's a that's a real big question, isn't it? Yeah. I think the true-to-form gremlin would have to be the gremlin on the wing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the creatures uh, in gremlins are also... Well, we'll see. I fucking... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. okay. Right, so, how have I resurrected from the dead after my encounter with the fucking sweaty Kentucky sheriff? Um, honestly, nobody cares. Um, you are still alive. <laughs> You are alive and kicking, and mm-hmm. um, you're about to battle uh, your your next gremlin. So this is how it's going to go down, your next goblin, I should say. Okay. Um, so one of the better known accounts concerning the apparently mischievous and vicious creatures uh, of World War Two occurred over the skies in Europe, as a pilot referred to only as LW took his B-17 Flying Fortress out on his latest mission. Okay. We're going to alter that story slightly. <laughs> pilot known only as... D-D. D-D. <laughs> I would run get a nickname Double D. <laughs> I got big beautiful tits, man. <laughs> yeah, he was the pilot with the biggest and beautifulest tits. <laughs> Out of nowhere, D.D. noticed a bizarre but menacing creature looking at him from outside the plane. <laughs> he soon noticed a second creature perched, perched on the nose of the bomber. The description that he gave uh, would match completely that of other pirates, pi- pilots of the era, <laughs> not pirates. The creatures were about one to one to two meters, three to four foot tall, had lots of teeth, and on this occasion they had glowing red eyes. And he would note how also that their arms were disproportionately long. Right. <laughs> So this is where you are. You're in your airplane. Okay, that you just described a straight-up gremlin from Gremlins. Yeah, that's basically what they look like. I mean, y- yeah. it's taller. Oh yeah, a little bit taller. Yeah, like a gremlin's about a foot tall, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so um. Just remember, you're so you're there. I believe I don't know why you're on your own in this airplane. I've read lots of accounts of this where um they were transporting planes. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Lancaster bomber accounts where they're transporting planes from one place to another. Yeah, but. <clears throat> yeah okay that, that makes sense for to only have one person on there but on yeah. a mission there would not be one no, person on this plane yeah. but, uh, it's like that really super fucking awesome scene from Heavy Metal the zombie have you ever seen that? no the, Heavy Metal the animated film oh I, I know of it yeah, yeah I've never actually seen it oh dude like, it's the coolest one of the coolest zombie films I've ever seen yeah and it's like a 15 minute animated short set on board a World War 2 bomber I will send you a link to it. That sounds really fucking cool. <laughs> it is awesome. Um, anyway, you're on this plane alone. Yeah. Mm, that's the plane that you're flying through the sky. Yeah, it is, yeah, very and good. you look out and you're like, oh, mother. There's <laughs> <laughs> a gremlin on the wing. Good Lord. Who's <laughs> this blighter? And on the nose of the wing, you see another gremlin. Right, and I'm on my own. You're on your own in the plane. Okay, well, luckily, seeing as I'm in a plane, I have an aviation manual with me. <laughs> okay. Um, um, with which I uh, open the window. And <laughs> Hang on now. Are you going to even bother to open up the page of that uh, manual I've labelled? Well, no. 
Okay. Because, I mean, it's obviously not actually a mechanical malfunction. You know? Um, you've, you've said that there are very obviously two of these creatures. Okay. One on the nose, one on the wing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so taking the aviation manual, it's a big, thick, sturdy thing, and I'm just beating the fuck out of the uh, one right next to me. Uh-huh. Um, because they've got like little windows that you can like yeah. open, yeah. And, yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm not sure how much of you you can get out onto uh, outside of the airplane. Yeah, fair point. I'm sure that the gremlins mm. could get in if you let them. Yeah. Oh, see, so, you now that's a, there's a better idea. You give me a strategy. Okay. So I open the window because that one wants to get in. Obviously, you know why else would it be there? Right. Other than to you know maybe mess with me and make me look at the wing as it rips it apart. Yeah, that's probably worth doing, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, get my attention like hey 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 fucker <laughs> um, so, so yeah so, scuttles down the wing yeah leaps into the plane and then you engage into combat with this gremlin yeah beating it about beating the, the, death the book. about the head and neck while this is happening the second gremlin is tearing apart the engines and the plane well I and your I plane... have to quickly dispatch the first gremlin while you're doing that you to... lean on the on the the, the, the the cramped space you lean on the the, the the flying wheel stick thing. What's <laughs> called the, the aeroplane steerer. The, the, the yaw? Is that a thing? Gives a fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and next well, you've got a lost commitment as you go along. It? <laughs> Just like the yaw, the steering wheel, like I, joystick. Ooh, you know if I've had like the, like the 10 hours I usually would devote to this. <laughs> you have full schematics of you where you can fight on this plane. You know exactly what a, what a uh, bomber looked like. Look, in... Basically, this goblin, there's another scrambling outside, ripping your engines apart. You're in a death dive. You're fucked. You're going to die. Yeah, but so are the gremlins. Yes, but they will just... One of them will die, the other one will fly off. Because they can fly. Because how the it hell fu- else do they get an airplane? With fucking what? It's with their wings. Well, they, they, they don't have wings. They often get into the airplanes whilst they're in the sky. Some of them are seen as having wings. These are not Joe Dante's gremlins. These are actual gremlins. Anyway, you've died. You took the wrong decision. <laughs> okay, what, what should I do? What have? they'll do is they'll find your plane like, crash landed somewhere and miraculously your <laughs> your flight manual that you used to batter to death that goblin survived stained and stained with some goblin blood <laughs> open on the ground with a bookmark in a page that basically says Maneuvers can cause them to catch from the outside of your plane to detach from the outside of your plane. It's on page uh, six. <laughs> well, that's that's low in the book. That's very very recent in I mean, the book. It's sort of part of the extended introduction, so you know. Is it handwritten in there? No. So how this actually apparently went down <coughs> after coming to his senses, LW began to fly the B seventeen erratically in the hope the creatures would lose their grip, which they eventually appeared to do, although we could not see what became of them. It was only days later as he listened to another pilot uh, talking of seeing the same creature that LW decided to come forward and uh, make his report to his superiors. So I died. You died by missing... You had a book in your hand. (laughs) You had a book in your hand and you chose to use it as a weapon. Yeah, I mean, I'm not thinking clearly. There's There's something on the wing. Some... Thing, 
I think the first thing you've got to remember is if you see a gremlin on the wing, gather yourself. <laughs> like at the beginning of an exam. <laughs> yeah, just take a little time. Don't, don't let panic overcome you. Take a couple of minutes. He's ripping apart one of your engines. That's going to be over soon. You're in a big plane. You've got a couple of engines. You can last. You know, you, you, you've got time. You've got time. <laughs> To get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that. All I'm concerned with is fuck. Exactly. Gremlin. That, that is why you failed. And that's how they get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, how they that's get true. you. Stick to your training. <laughs> what, read? <laughs> yeah, read your bloody book. Read your manual. fucking book. So yeah, you unfortunately uh, uh, died. I did. And the gremlin, the surviving gremlin flew mm. away, oh, giggling shit. to itself like... Oh. Oh, shit, man. Little fucker. Hmm. Never mind, you could bring this back. I'll bring it back, yeah. In the final fight. Oh, yeah. Okay, fight three. And I think I've got a pretty good idea where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you do. So, you're a resident. It's around 1985, I would uh, say. Okay. Um, 84. Is it a particular time of year? Like it's- a- Christmas time. It's Christmas time, yeah. Christmas Eve, specifically. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve, yeah. You're uh, uh, just an old projectionist working at the local local movie theatre, <laughs> condemned by uh, bad uh, uh, cultural society planning to, to air Snow White and the Seven Dwarves <laughs> once again for the, for the seventh night in a row. Um, you've been thinking about <laughs> your old pal... Um, who died when he dressed up as Santa Claus uh, <laughs> in, in the chimney. And you're also wondering, how the hell is this town ever going to break free of Mrs. Deagle's <laughs> credible grip? <laughs> what was she doing? <laughs> she had money everywhere in that town. <clears throat> uh, my... Uh... Mates with a kid called Billy, by any chance? No, you're like, no, oh, fuck. No? No, you're friends with this racist neighbour instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What? <laughs> what is the name of his neighbour now? Those fucking Pelchers. <laughs> um, I can't remember. The name of the... the is the neighbour named? Yeah. In yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely is. It's, um... um before we get into this, because yeah. I mean, it, we're obviously we're talking about gremlins. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about I'm, gremlins. Yeah. yeah, you've inserted me into the events of gremlins. Yeah, so this is a um, fictional fight. Yeah, um, can I just talk for one minute about the the one of the best fucking scenes of dark comedy ever, which is when Phoebe Cates is telling the story about how her dad died at Christmas. Yeah, it is so fucking good. It's so weird as well. It's so strange. But like the little the, the Dutch angles and shit used in it, it's almost like it comes from a completely different film. It, it absolutely is. I don't know if you noticed as well that Billy isn't even really listening. He's just like fucking around with a phone in the background. Whereas Gizmo is absolutely fucking wrapped. Oh, he is rock hard for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got a little red rocket. He's, ah. I mean, he's lip sticking hard. He might be the only good one of his species. But, yeah. yeah, you know, he still got. He still, he still is what he is. Yeah, I even got kind of a soft spot for Gremlins Two. Like, yeah, the Gremlins Two was great. I kind of like Gremlins yeah. Two. Like even with the the Hulk Hogan weirdness. Yeah. And the... Why has there never been another Gremlins film? 
Because Gremlins 2 did so badly. Yeah, but like most other monster films survive that. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's a family film. So it's hard to keep churning them out. Yeah, kind of. But like Gremlins is weird in that it goes like straight from the relatively straight up part one to what would normally be like part four in yeah. a horror franchise. It's... Yeah, you're right. Gremlins 2 is... Like the second Gremlins film could have been Jaws two, you know, it it could have second Gremlins film could have been the day after. Yeah, or like the first Gremlins film, or even just more of the same, but move it yeah. to New York, you know, yeah, like yeah. put it in an apartment building, I, or something I like think that. The immediate jump to New York was a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much more to be had in Kingston Falls that uh, you know that wasn't shown. Yeah, and yeah, I just think it was odd. Even if like Billy goes to college or yeah, just they get a new house. Like, yeah, but. Oh, the first Gremlins one. It, it's just like it, it's it's a wonderful life. Yeah, it is. But throw monsters at it. Yeah, with it's, monsters. It's in a it. fucking great idea. Even man. the town name, the Bedford Ball, Kings, uh, Kingston Ball. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Uh, the magical. evil, the evil bank manager. Yeah. Or like bank board member runs the town. Yeah. You know the the plucky spirit of family and all that kind of stuff the impoverished working class heroes that mother who went from recently discovering a new type of Chinese animal to dispatching it with them with an incredible style oh yeah man she was repressed yeah there was rage there Mrs. Peltzer had big problems that went into a blender that suburban rage yeah you know that thing of like I Work my fingers to the bone, pandering <laughs> to my useless fucking husband. He is so useless. And my dweeb fucking kid. Yeah, my, my son's a fucking nerd. Yeah, <laughs> my son's a nerd, his best mate's 13 year old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with it? The whole town is, is, is a strange town. It is weird. Also, have you noticed that um, uh, Mr. Was it Randall, Randall Peltzer, isn't it? The father? Rand Peltzer. Play, play, played by the late great. Hoyt Axton. He's fucking great, isn't it? Hoyt Axton is a... Str- he's an interesting guy, actually. He, uh, yeah? Yeah, he did a lot of drugs and, and died as a result of it. Yeah, he was a musician. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But he has possibly, like, one of the best voices. It's amazing. It's just... It's, just... it's, it's, it's his own stereo. Yeah. It's like hot cream of a gravel. Like sonorous, that real... Yeah, yeah, I could just listen to him talk all day. But also, he, he kind of goes, This is my story. And then it's none of it is his fucking story. No, no. Like, how do you know that bit? How do you know what happened with Corey Feldman? I'm assuming that, you know, you were told of all these bits by all these people and you pieced together the thing. He's not there for most of it. His story was fucking hanging out with a robot from Lost in Space or an inventor's fucking... Yeah, and a talking talking cow. And a talking... Yeah. (laughs) He had nothing to do with it. His story was completely different. That cow is really fucking creepy. Yes. I enjoy giving milk. I enjoy giving milk. It's worthless. (laughs) Terrible orange. Everything. Oh, the gross coffee just comes out as like sludge. Oh, sludge. Yeah. And I just, I love, that is one good thing about Gremlins too. Like the entire building is him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of 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 him as a as a character, but yeah, he he has not, All he does is he, he tricks somebody into selling a essentially an unknown type of creature. Yeah. Into uh, into yeah, and, and they they immediately mistreat it. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. They they immediately flaunt all the rules. 
They don't give a shit. They they they're just fucking terrible. They're yeah. all terrible. Yeah. They've got the one good example of this creature that that has ever been seen. Yeah. In in our entire knowledge of these of these mogwai. I do think though, like because I've always wanted to see the Gremlins prequel, because you know. Fred Ward. Yeah. You know Fred Ward in, in Gremlins? The guy who... Oh, I'm forgetting his name. But the the guy who's, like, scarred from the war? Oh, um... Oh, God, what's his name? Uh, d- 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 Dick Miller. Dick Miller, yes. Marty yeah. Futterman, that's his name. Yeah, yeah Futterman, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Who the fuck is Fred Ward? Isn't that... Oh, yeah, he's the, the guy from American Pie. No, it's not. No, it's Eugene Levy. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck am I thinking of? Isn't it an anagram of Red Dwarf? I think it might be. <laughs> anyway, Dick Miller. Um, I tried to look at like... Red Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, D- Dick Miller was like this. Like He's been appearing in horror films since 1932. Oh, yeah. Um, but like he's seen them before. Yeah, he saw these doing the big one. I still call World War II the big, big one. Big one, yeah, People yeah. have no fucking idea where I want to go. WWII. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's seen them before. He says, like, it's one of them when they attack him with the snowplow. Yeah. I want to know how he's fucking seen them before. Well, I'm assuming during the war. Yeah, on planes. I yeah. want to see that fucking movie. I want to see that movie, too. Uh, I, I'm, I love Dick Miller. I, as you can remember, I did... Um, that uh, little experiment a couple of years back where I watched 365 films uh, in, in, in one in year. Yeah. yeah. And I watched um, an incredibly early uh, Dick Miller movie, uh, which was called... I'm just looking it up now because I can't remember what it was called. Oh, Bucket of Blood. Oh, it, yeah, of course. Serial Killer. Yeah. Which is it's bizarre. Have you seen... Great. Have you seen Chopping Mall? No, I haven't. A lot of fun. Okay. Like it's it's shit, yeah. but it's a lot of fucking it's, it's, fun. It's one time. that's been like floating around on lists of mine for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it might be on Netflix at the moment. Oh, cool! I, I will think. Check it. I know Night of the Comet is, which I always get mixed up with that in my head. For yeah, some reason. yeah. I want to I want to talk to you a little bit before we go into this fully about Mogwai, though. Right. Okay. So Mogwai is a Scottish post rock band. No, I'm, I'm only joking. <laughs> the word. <laughs> Um, yeah, the word Mogwai is the transliteration of the Cantonese word uh, meaning monster, evil spirit, devil, or demon. Mogwai. Yeah, according to Chinese tradition, Mogwai are certain demons which often inflict harm on humans. They are said to reproduce sexually mm. during mating seasons, triggered by the coming of rain. Supposedly, they take care to, uh, to breathe at these times because the rain signifies rich and full times ahead. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. The term Mo derives from the Sanskrit Mara, meaning evil beings, literally death. Mm. In Hinduism and Buddhism, Mara determines the fate of death and the desire that tether people to an unending cycle of reincarnation and suffering. Okay. Much like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goblin universe. Uh, he leads people to sin, uh, misdeeds, and self-destruction. Meanwhile, guai or gui does not necessarily mean evil or demonic spirits. Classically, it simply means deceased spirits of souls of the dead. Nevertheless, in modern Chinese, it is so, evolved to refer uh, usually to dead spirits or ghosts of non-family members that may take vengeance on living humans. So, mogwai, you can kind of translate it to evil dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which is badass. That's fucking awesome. Um... <laughs> It is common for the living to redress their sins by sacrificing money to the Gui by burning usually fake paper banknotes. 
so they can have funds in the afterlife. It's basically like pouring one out for two pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pouring forty on the curb. I often pour water out for two pack because I feel like he needs it. Yeah, he gets a lot of liquor in the afterlife. Um, I I reckon that if anyone needs to stay hydrated, it's Biggie. Oh God, yeah. I'm sure the Biggie is well catered for. Uh, in the afterlife, I just swear it. Like, two pack is. Do you think that when you pour one out for two pack, it just like falls out of the sky into his mouth in heaven, or do you think he just kind of like gets drunker? I think, goes by. I think he just gets drunker. I think he, like, lives in the streets, if you know what I mean. He's <laughs> just staggering around. He's the spirit of the streets. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> just wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so... So I'm the projectionist. So you, you're Tupac. And, and, <laughs> and what I can remember about where this was going. And you're drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you have to fly an airplane <laughs> over <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> to drop the bomb on the, on, on the sheriff. <laughs> that, that corrupt sheriff and his goblin army. Oh my god, we've just written the best film ever. <laughs> Starring Dick Miller. <laughs> Two packs of color. Oh, both of them are dead. And and was Hoyt, what's his name? Hoyt Axton. And Hoyt Axton is DD. <laughs> Hoyt is such a strange name. It is. He looks like his voice as well. Yeah. Like, um, Hoyt ever, Axton. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, what Lee Marshall, the voice of Tony the Tiger, looks like? No. He looks like a fucking substitute geography teacher. He looks so fucking nerdy. No way. Yeah. Not like that really cool tiger that eats Not like the, the cool muscular tiger. Like, yeah. He looks like the exact opposite of the oh. human that would be drawn off the basis of Tony the Tiger. Oh, wow. Good That's moustache a... on him, though. I, I, I imagine he had a moustache as well. Before <laughs> you even mentioned that. He's got he a such must... geography teacher. Moustache voice. <laughs> Um, all right, so from the projectionist okay, in the cinema. The projectionist in the cinema, and um, these creatures stuck in it. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm saying you're a projectionist in the cinema. That would put you in, in, in to encounter the others. Yeah. Well, all of them. Really. Yeah. All of the monsters. Yeah. So, and the characters from the film as well. Yeah. But let's forget about those guys. You're in the cinema alone, and these gremlins get in. What have you got there? I've got a microwave. <laughs> So. <laughs> the sad existence of this fucking projectionist. He's got a microwave. Uh, microwave. He's living there, right? He just lives he's in not the supposed to be living there, but he's living but there. But he is living there. Hey, hey, Murray, he you, even um, pretends to go home at night. Murray, you going home tonight? Oh, yeah, I just got to steal a lane finish up some of my cuttings, my clippings, and my work. Okay, Murray, remember to lock up when you leave. Merry Christmas, Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> God. <laughs> you know what? It's a special occasion. Tonight I'm going to heat up my beans. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he's got like a little single shot of whiskey. He's, like, he's been like with a ribbon wrapped around here that he's been given as <laughs> oh, present man. by his supervisor. No, oh. man, that, that's his present to himself. <laughs> this one's for old Murray. <laughs> so, yeah, you're Murray. <laughs> pour one out for, pour one out for Murray. I'm going to pour one out for Tupac. I'm going to waste it all my whiskey. <laughs> um, obviously, he wouldn't pour one out for Tupac because at that point, Tupac was alive. Very much child. alive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just ballet dancing somewhere. <laughs> He's doing whatever. Writing poetry like the massive nerd he actually was. So you're in your projection room, mm-hmm. drinking your single shot whiskey, microwaving your beans, thinking about... I've still got the bodysuit on, haven't I? With yeah, the, you got the, the... With the ass flap. You've got the ass flap bodysuit on. So you can take a crap, but not piss. <laughs> Mr. Berenger, you know, the guy who, your best buddy who got killed on Christmas Eve getting stuck up the chimney. Yeah, yeah. Like you do every time this year. Yeah. And all of a sudden, New Year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you look, you look down, you notice Popcorn. your beans have been moved off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it, like a straw coming in, like Humphrey the Milk Thief. <laughs> You could just see a trail of like splattered beans just behind one of your like, I don't know, projectionist cupboards. My Murphy bed. <laughs> Which is folded up, folded up and hidden right now. Yeah. Because um, Mr. Patterson has only just left. Yeah. And you, when you creep round, you look down and you see a gremlin. Yeah. It burps in my face. He looks up at you and goes. <laughs> and then the music starts. So I imagine that it like throws the spoon at me first. Okay, yeah. Because like it took the spoon with it. Because it's got this rudimentary like human understanding oh, of utensils. It's incredibly sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. Are. One of them, you know. One of them is a flasher. One of them like, understands yeah. the concept of being a pervert. <laughs> yeah. Which is like quite far along in terms of human understanding. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, the sophisticated, the sophisticated Chinese animals yeah. that somebody has been badly mistreating in the local area. And we're not talking about Spike here, are we? We're not talking about that. Oh, sorry, Stripe. No. This, this isn't the lead one. This is just a just, gremlin. Yeah, and a side gremlin. Um, okay. So you, you, you think about all those times you've drunk with, um, with Marty Futterman and you've got, good God. And I see the red mist. and Yeah, you, you remember what he said about World War Two. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just I'm grabbing this motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm sticking it in the fucking microwave. Oh, yeah. What are you going to set that microwave to? I'm going to set that microwave to just... like I'm just going to hit the 10-minute button and then turn yeah, it on. Yeah, and then just concentrate on what... And at this point, more of them are trying to get, get into, your, into your projection room. Okay. What are you going to do? Um, so how are they trying to get in? Are they trying to get in through the projection hole? Uh, yeah, well, there's, um, there's a little stairway leading up. Right. And there's um, a couple of, there's a, there's a main door and there's a fire exit. Okay. And what you've got is, obviously you're microwaving one of the gremlins at the moment. Yeah. And you're also a smoker. Okay. Are they behind all doors? They are, at the moment, you could still potentially get out in the street by battling a few of them, but a majority of them are trying to get into the main door of your projection room. Okay, so... I'm a, films. I'm a smoker, because of course I am. Yeah. So, I've taken my... The remainder of my whiskey. Yeah. Um, I've ripped off my ass flap. Okay. I've <laughs> created a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. Lit that motherfucker up. Yeah. And I've thrown it into the uh, into the film, which is still flammable at this point. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah let's go with yeah, that. Yeah. Flammable as fuck. 
Um, I've bursted through the uh, the fire door. Yeah. There are a couple of them on the on the ramp. Yeah. But, but that's cool. You know, yeah. You've got a microwave still. You could take it with you. Um, I'm not gonna do that. It's covered in gremlin guts. Yeah, you could just drop it <clears> on them. But there's only like just like three of them. Six. There's the six of them on the stairwell. Yeah. Okay. Maybe 22 coming into the room. Okay, so I've kicked open the fire door. Yeah. That's taking care of like two of them. Yeah, it's not too off. It's You're just four. not not too off. Yeah. I've got four in front of me. One's so, now biting at your legs. The other one's swooping at you with a razor it somehow got. Okay, so um, I have taken the microwave with me. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, um, I've just grabbed it, yanked the cable out, and uh, I'm using it as like a shield. Yeah. To, to fuck off that one with the razor blade. Yeah, good um, one. It's like, poof, yeah. hit him off the side. Hit him off the side. Yeah, down he goes, scrunch on the on, on the snowy on ground. somehow. Um, and the one on my leg. Yeah. Just crushed it. Yeah. He's like, scratch my... The one's just jumped onto your head and he's, he's just like clawing at your eyes. Scratch my leg. He's clawing my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. He's like, he's within... Um, he's within shot, so I've just grabbed him by the yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbed him by his little fucking hands. Yeah. And I got him, and I chucked chuck the fucker off as well. Piece of shit, yeah. One left. One left. Right in front of me. Yeah. I'm punting that motherfucker. Yeah. Just kicking him right down the fucking stairwell. And you make your way out into the street. Have your snow white, you little shit. Running out into the street, running down the road. Yeah. And as you're running. <laughs> it's, you're... Not the, it's not the sheriff again, is it? He's <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. Hey, Murray. <laughs> Hey, Sheriff. <laughs> I can't help but notice you're walking down the street with your ass out, Murray. <laughs> I had to take the flap of my, my ass pants off so I could set fire to a bottle of whiskey to burn down the cinema. Okay, hey, Murray. Murray. You want to jump inside? I'm so sensitive, Mr. Furnamon was talking about. <laughs> sure, 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 Murray. <laughs> Come on. Go. It's Christmas Eve and it's cold now. <laughs> Sorry, he's kicking the table. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, yeah, I think... I'm spending the rest of my life in jail. I think I fucking won that one. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Gremlins. I'm sure they're going to let you out of jail once they realise that it wasn't your fault that the cinema burnt down. Oh, and once they find the numerous Gremlin corpses there. Yeah. And, and once the, um, you know, the knowledge of the, the general mania that went on throughout Christmas Eve of 1984 in Kingston Falls. Yeah. They for some reason, never took the fact that you were bare-assed off the, uh, off the records, though. Like... They felt like they had to have a reason to, to haul you in. Well, no, in later newspapers, stories about it would be referred to as bare-assed hero. You referred to as registered sex offender. Registered sex offender. <laughs> no, but... Um, yeah, registered I, sex offender slash hero of the Christmas Eve massacre. <laughs> Thank you. Bare-assed hero. Like, I've, I've explained... I've explained why my ass was bare. Could we not strike that off? No. No, that's not going to happen. Not with uh, that sweaty obese sheriff with the hemorrhoids. No, it's like no, no. Um, I'll 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 level with you. It's because your ass is too nice. I wish I had an ass that good. <laughs> I haven't seen an ass like that since I saw Don't Look Now with Donald <laughs> Sutherland. Most memorable male ass I ever saw. <laughs> when I close my eyes, I just see it going up and down. <laughs> Is it Julie Christie? Probably. Given Julie Christie played you. <laughs> okay, you won that round. Yay! <laughs> I'm, sure I'm surprised that that water or midnight never came into it. No, I know, right? <laughs> I strongly no, yeah. thought that somehow water would come into it, but it, it did not. Well, no, because it's not quite after midnight that they break in there. That's you know? true. You know, cinema's closed up at what eleven? I got an hour. Also, like, how is 
midnight measured. Oh, not this. We're better than this, Matt. We? Yes, we are better than this. We're not going to have this. This is a joke in Gremlins too. You know, it's midnight somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he gets that. his throat ripped out by a fucking gremlin. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens when you talk about that. That is the film itself saying, don't, fo- don't worry about it. Don't focus on it. Yeah, don't think about it too hard. Don't think about yeah. it too hard. And there, and there are many other things that you have to consider. Like, how is Gizmo controlling that car? <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Yeah, that was a remote control car. Yeah. No, is he got the? I'm sure he's got it. No, with no, him, isn't he? Is he not driving it with his little hands on the wheel? <laughs> it's like '80s movie logic. It's very much the poster boy of '80s movie logic. Yeah, is is Gizmo driving a remote control car around with his own hands on the wheel? <laughs> we just have to assume that somehow, as well as the remote control. That that car had all the necessary functions to, to, to operate as a motor vehicle. That, that it was both radio controlled and an actual tiny car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? And I, I will also point out that that is an example of paranormal driving. Motherfucker. <laughs> this has all been so you can get to that, isn't it? Did you see what PJ Montgomery found this week? I think so, yeah. Uh, so, um... Uh, uh, Patrick, one of our, of our good friends and long-term listeners, found uh, somebody on Twitter who said, uh, this is, who goes the name of Trevor's doppelganger, uh, Michael Myers is the only one of the, 80, of the big 80 slashes who can canonically drive. <laughs> I feel like if they ever did a crossover Battle Royale-style film where they, where, where they fought, this would have been a wild tactical <laughs> advantage. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Did you pay this fucker off? Uh, no, I didn't. But he's absolutely right. It is it, a wild it, tactical it is a, advantage. It is a tactical advantage. I'm sure I, I said still rigged it over teleporting. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't rig it over teleporting. You can fucking teleport. Jason teleports all the time. Right, should we wrap this up? <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, so I know what you're going to say. Okay. So what am I going to say? Go ahead. Give us the points. Um, I think that you got one victory point in that. Yeah. You lost a point for losing. Yeah. And you got zero points for drawing. Ah, ah, but see, the gremlins, goblins, didn't Mm -hmm. actually fucking kill me in that first one, did they? (laughs) I guess not. No, (laughs) I fought them off and escaped them. Man was the true monster there. <laughs> that is true. I got the Ben ending. You got the Ben from uh, Night of the Living Dead ending. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse I, me. I survived Sorry. the night and merged victorious. Um, and it was Sheriff Hemroyd who actually fucking offed me. <laughs> so I, I, I deserve at least half a point for that, I reckon. I will give you <clears throat> point one. With, point. Yeah, and uh, if we do the maths there, I so, think. Just do these maths. I think. You scored 0.1. I think that's a winning score under these it circumstances. It is, yeah, it is I, the I lowest beat. winning score. Yeah, but uh, technicality or not, it is still a fucking win. I beat goblins. <laughs> Motherfucker. You just about beat the goblins. And I'm not happy about it. Ah, just about a win is still a fucking win. Yeah, you, 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 I wouldn't say you <clears throat> won, you survived. Mm-hmm. 
That's all he can do, really. Yeah, that is true. You didn't ever thrive again after this. No, no, no. I mean, my, my life is ruined, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did. You <laughs> definitely fucked up the aeroplane incident, which was oh, yeah, yeah. the easiest of the incidents to win. Yeah, maybe so, but I panicked. You we did panic. To, we are talking about goblins. You are talking about goblins, and, yeah, you, you, you were a pilot in an aeroplane. You should have. You, you definitely should have been better I, than I, that. It should have been better, but I mean... This is why you're relegated to just transporting planes to other airfields and not flying them into combat. Yeah, and also why I was reincarnated as the world's saddest cinema projectionist. <laughs> Poor fucking Murray. Oh, Murray. Yeah, and um, he was just thinking about asking Mrs. Deagle out on a date, wasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, he's done on that. Yeah, kind of he, nobody wanted that for Murray, really. She dies by the end of the night anyway. Exactly, yeah. Oh, Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> I loved you so. <laughs> oh. Maybe he could have provided her with what she so desperately needed. A good dickin'. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say love. Same thing. I guess it is uh, in, in certain relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew as soon as I opened my mouth and let the <laughs> point flow out there innocently into the air, he's like, he's going to say... He's going to say literally, and my mind is going through this exact process, he's literally going to say a deep dick in or a good dick in. <laughs> and that's what he said. Damn you. Damn you to hell. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've let you in and I'm kind of angry about it now and I want to take that point one away from you. You can't. It's in the books. <laughs> I got it on tape. So is this. <laughs> Maybe we'll just put it on a poll or something. Should Drew have beaten the goblins? You know everyone's going to want you to have not beaten the goblins. Of course they are, because they are <laughs> lovely and horrible bastards at the same time. They are but, sadists by the very nature of listening to us do this. But you know what? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take it. Okay. I'm going to take it. In this moment, I am victorious. Yeah, you. I'll, I'll let you win, I guess. Yeah! So, well done. You have beaten the I goblins. Have, this I've doesn't survived. count as a victory against me, by the no, way. No, no, I know. I know. This That's is fine. just you surviving the Night of the Living Goblins. Yeah. Which is great. Well, the, the, the 30 to 40 years of the Living Goblins. Yeah, the constant agonising reincarnation into a world populated by terrifying goblins. Who all want to kill me for some reason. Yeah, especially you. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you'd survived that World War Two one, you could have technically been <clears throat> the same character in the future. Yeah, that, that is true. Mm. But no, I died you, twice. You really fucked the linchpin. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's fine. I'll still take it. Technicalities, okay. yo. Well, you did it. You, you won. Um, is there anything else you would like to say? Um, uh, no. Apart from slight gloating over being victorious. Uh, no, I'm, I'm done. Excellent. In which case, let's finish the show. Yes. <laughs> so, um, not much in the way of announcements this week. I've been sharing a lot on Instagram. Yes, you have. Um, we have a huge surprise for you uh, next episode. Yep. Not only in the main fight, but in the special thing that we've managed to, uh, to to get before that, which should be interesting to followers of the show and people who have just stumbled into it somehow because it's Halloween. Yep. Um, so happy spooky season. A very happy spooky season. And we're going to be back in a week. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so ish. this this episode is going to go out 
Probably Monday the 21st. Yeah, which they'll know because they'll have already listened to it by now. Yeah. <laughs> so then the, the next episode will go to a week later. Yeah. 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 The, on Halloween week. On uh, Halloween, Halloween week. Yeah, Halloween week. Yeah. Okay. So as always, you can find us on We Make Things Fight on Instagram. Uh, we are at make underscore fight on Twitter. Yes. Uh, you can find us uh, in our Facebook uh, page, which is uh, We Make Things Fight podcast on Facebook. It will be a group soon, I promise. Yeah, some point we'll get our lazy asses around to doing that. And you can contact us in a more direct fashion at we make things fight at gmail.com for fight suggestions, artwork, death threats, all your, uh, all your usual, all your usual correspondence. Podcast correspondence, indeed. So I do have a spooky October. <laughs> Seriously, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, just live your best life. That's, that's all I want to tell you. Live your best scary life. And we'll be back next week for our spooky Halloween episode. I love you. He loves you.